Welcome to Neroli Uncut. Today's episode is all about blonding, summer hair trends, and the products you should use to keep your blonde hair feeling healthy, strong, and bright. Today we're chatting with Eastside hair designers Sally and Alex. So Sally, do you want to share a little bit um, with us about your background in the industry? Sure. Um, so I've been doing hair for almost seven years. Um, I started, I actually have my bachelor's in fine art. Um, I started in that realm and went to hair school immediately after um, and just kind of took a risk and loved it. Um, and now I specialize in custom color, um, especially blondes. Um, and that's why I'm here. How about Alex? Hi, I'm Alex. Um, I have somewhat of a similar story. I went to college right after high school, kind of the traditional route. And then I worked some odd jobs here and there. And then I actually interviewed three times with Aveda IBW before I found out that the investment was worth it for me. Um, so now I have been doing hair, I think almost three years. And I went to the east side because I do have a love of blondes and Sally is my mentor. Awesome. That is so fun. I forgot you guys were a little mentor duo. Yeah, we are a duo. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> Package deal. <laughs> and I know you kind of touched on saying you wanted to go to the east side because of blonding. And I will say I always feel like the east side, that is your kind of signature thing, is balayage and like a lived-in color kind of look. So let's kind of dive in and talk about what blonding services even are. I think people sometimes just think highlights and they just picture, you know, the box color mm -hmm. pull through highlights or the standard thing you've been getting since high school. So can you kind of touch on what types of blonding services we offer? Yeah, so um, it's it can be tricky. I think that's kind of why we always stress that if you're really looking for something that you're finding on Instagram or you're motivated by a very specific picture to kind of have a consultation because it can mean so many things, like you said. Um, so uh, Al, why don't you touch on like what, what we offer, the different segments. For blondes? Yes. Um, so a lot of people think it's always a balayage when more often than not it is not a balayage. It is usually like a lived-in highlighted look that people are going towards right now. Um, balayage is a little more natural, a little more sun-kissed, it's supposed to mimic the sun. Um, much easier, you can do it, you know, every 12 weeks, you can do it every six months, or you can do it once a year. So that gives you a lot of options. Um, highlighting, there's many ways to do highlighting, but Sal and I were talking earlier that the trends are definitely going to a more traditional highlighted look, all the way to the scalp, as long as possible. Um, and then you have a bleach and tone, which is you slap some bleach on that whole head and you are just, <laughs> you can do gray, but usually the gray color is usually with a bleach and tone. You're really in the deep end with a bleach and tone. That's yes, like for you're someone, all in. You really want it. You really want that blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely, I've, it's dedication, I think. I once did that with my hair. Right now I just do highlights and I do kind of that, um, I think I had it where it was highlights with a shadow root on top. And that's definitely more my vibe than straight up bleach on your head. The commitment is real. I did not have the energy to keep up with it. So I think that, uh, yeah, definitely not for me. But it's true. It's yeah. every four weeks for that. Yeah. Because if you don't, you get into banding issues and mm -hmm. it just doesn't look the same. Yeah. Awesome. So what kind of trends, I know you guys did talk about um, having the highlight more on top of the root is starting to be trendy. Is there any types of celebrities or influencers or people who are you seeing kind of 
showing off some different trends in blending. I mean, I think the biggest thing is we're seeing a lot of influencers on, on Instagram that are wearing these really bold highlights. And we, even two years ago, when Alice started with Neroli, we were talking about how this was coming back and how much we hated it. And we really were just like leery of it. But now it's, it's very fun. It's evolved into this kind of exaggerated 90s trend. Okay. And as much as we like hate the idea of it and it's not in our, our core values of blending highlights out until they look really natural, it's, it's super fun to do. And we're having a good time with that. And then I think the other big you know, trend that we're still seeing, the one that will never go away in my opinion is like really surfy, beachy, highlighted hair. 100%. You know, people really, they come in with That's us a lot. Yeah, I do. I do have to say I'm happy about the chunky highlights because <laughs> I've always been someone who loves chunky highlights. Yeah. You do prefer it. When I you do. Came in, you yeah. said I want to see them. I, I want to see, see the highlight. I do, and I feel like I'm a person who's always like, I want to go into the salon and I want to look like a completely different human yeah. when I leave. I want to know I was there. Yes, yeah. and so I feel like now that that is pop, like a lot more popular, I'm so happy because I do remember specifically in middle school bringing in a photo of my Kelly Clarkson album yeah. and being like, yeah. I want her hair. And I had the red chunks, the yeah. brunette, the blonde, the caramel. And I'm like, wow, I never actually thought it would be a day where I'd be thinking about that yeah. as an actual oh, yeah. real option. It came back. It's a little scary, but and I like can, it. I feel like we can really thank Billie Eilish for that oh, wow. because okay. I feel like she's been a huge hair influencer for at least, I mean, the generation below Al and I. Mm -hmm. um, the Gen Zers, yes. Gen Z, starting the trends, man. Yeah, we're doing it. The TikTok is where I've gotten yeah. all of the it's trends, like the bold bangs, mm -hmm. the bleached out bangs, and making it a fun color. I actually really appreciate that trend. I think mm -hmm. it's like, because you don't have to color any else of your hair. You can just do that. You can recolor it fairly easily if you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's that they kind of do that in. in balayage but it's like mm -hmm. a money piece type mm -hmm. thing they call it right money yeah. piece yeah this is like the money piece became a big bad monster yeah like yeah it just it got so bold that it blew up and this is what we get yeah, yeah. i like it <laughs> okay cool so i know that you touched on the importance of a consultation and clearly from all the different terms we've talked about there is a lot of stuff that can get misinterpreted or really trying to figure out what the client and guests want out of their hair service and then how you actually deliver on that. So what kind of is the process you go through when a guest does come in with a photo from Pinterest or the internet or Instagram or whatever, and you see their hair, you see the photo, how do you kind of go through maybe someone who comes in as a brunette or is looking to transition to blonde or whatnot? How do you kind of go through um, all that to get the results they want and still keep their hair really healthy? Um, so I think the, the biggest thing is like creating this idea of like trust. Like I really I think it's important um, that I find someone who trusts me, but I also trust them to tell me what's on their hair because um, that's the biggest thing that I think people forget. And um, we're not, you know, we're not magicians. We try to look like them, um, but we just, we really need to know the backstory, and so a lot of times that's the, one of the first questions I ask is what what was your hair color like before this? What was your last service like? Um, especially if it's the first time seeing me, um, and then we'll kind of move into pictures and talk about you know what what you guys like about the pictures that you choose. You know, if I I know that I choose pictures based on completely different criteria. 
Um, and so it's it becomes more of this conversation of like, well, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel like a beach babe that just got off vacation? Or do you want to feel more like you just were working in New York City for a year and a half? You know, like there's just a lot that you can achieve by talking about how someone wants to feel coming out of their hair appointment versus kind of trying to dissect this picture and micromanage this idea of like one highlight at your hairline or, you know, I want five foils here, six foils there. It just pretty much can always guarantee that you're not really going to get what you want when you come in like that. Yeah. Um, I definitely have them explain the photo to me instead of me describing the photo to them because I see things way differently, just every human does. Even like the tone of it. I may think it's a warm neutral mm -hmm. and they're like, this is icy, you know, and I'm never like, you're wrong, but I'm like, okay, cool. So this is where we're at with your, you know, mind. And, um, Sally did teach me to always, sometimes we'll cover the photo in half and say, do you like the bottom? Because that's a real solid saturated blonde. And then you pull it up and you're like, okay, do you like that? You know, like what part of this photo do you identify with that you want? And I, I know people come to get their hair done kind of scrubby, but you should. You should relax and all of that. But, like, you can have a little indicator of their vibe by them. So I always like to kind of talk to them and just kind of feel it out of even, like, their phone background when totally. they're showing you a photo. You're like, okay, this is you, you know? Yeah. So that's huge. I feel like they'll bring in a picture of this person that has, like, a completely different lifestyle and does yeah. completely different things with their hair on a daily basis. And in my head, I'm like, if I give that color to you and you go home and you straighten your hair every day, it's going to have a totally different read. Um, and so I always make sure that I'm, like Al said, like gauging what they're actually going to do with it. You know, I'm going to make it look one way when they leave because that's my way of doing it and they come to me for that specific reason. But I have to be conscious of, you know, I want, I want people to love their hair between their appointments too. And the haircut too. You know, if they show you doesn't really matter what picture, but you know, if you want a lot of layers, which is like really in right now, like really flowy layers, Farrah Fawcett kind of, you got to touch the bottom of the hair. But in the past, it was kind of like that one mm -hmm. length, you maybe a little bit top. in the front. So that's also a big thing is the haircut that goes along with the hair color. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and that <laughs> is the reason for consultations. <laughs> So that was our pitch on consultations. Um, but really it's true because I think I think even as someone who's in the industry, but sometimes I get really wrapped into an inspirational photo myself, I can think like, oh, I love this. And then when I really think about it that way, I'm like, but Mary, you always wear your hair up in the summer or something. So why would I want highlights on my you know, top yeah. portion where I style it when you're literally never going to see it. So I think just thinking about lifestyle and all of that is um, really important. So that's awesome. And then I know we haven't really talked about this. We've talked about, um, you know, the in salon getting a service, you know, blonding is bleaching hair. So how do we really keep the hair healthy um, throughout all of this? And home care, I know, is an important part. Um, is there any kind of products um, that are your go-tos for keeping blonde hair, you know, really strong, protecting against heat damage, things like that over time? Yeah, so our, um, our damage remedy line was really designed for that. Um, not, you know, a lot of people see that label and they think, oh, my hair must be damaged to use it. That's not really what it's about. Um, it, anytime that you're blonding your hair, you are removing protein. 
period. So like just the process of it is removing protein out of the hair. And so you always need to be consciously adding protein back in. Um, so that one is good. The shampoo conditioner is great. The, um, the biggest thing that I always recommend to people, especially if they're going blonde for like the first time in a while, um, is the daily hair repair. Um, because it actually has like a guarantee of being able to use it with a flat iron or any kind of hot tool um, and it protects the hair from that damage. Um, but it also air dries really well in too. So I feel like that's the biggest thing is just putting it in every day. You, you really don't want to leave blonde hair naked um, without any product on it because it does, it's just more susceptible to elemental damage. Um, but yeah, those are my, my big ones. Yeah, it's definitely the invisible products that are the most beneficial for mm -hmm. blondes. Like moisture is a big thing, heat, the daily hair repair, our new um, Nutriplenish leave-in is super nice, especially for the tangly blondes, which I find more often than not. So girls that have just a bunch of fine buckets hair. Of hair. Just buckets of hair. hair. <laughs> um, so that's super nice. But yeah, definitely just protect it. At all costs. Yeah, I you spend right. how much yeah. money on it. Uh -huh. You can't. Yeah. And also, there are certain things that you use that will, like your hair won't lift through. There'll be such a barrier that it will, you know, hinder the blonding process. Yeah, and I think that I would say daily hair repair is probably the one thing that I use no matter what. Like even if I'm in a rush, air drying my hair and putting yeah. it in a bun. Like literally anything, because I also have to think about. Like, if I air dry it today, tomorrow I'll probably, probably not wash it and style it again. And I've done that before, and I'm like, my hair smells like it's burning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I never put any product in it the day before. Today I didn't spray anything in it. And it really makes it feel like, gives it longevity to your haircut almost, too, because it just makes your hair feel yeah. so good without those, like, wispy, dry, blonde ends. So mm -hmm. that I could use buckets of. But, um, yeah, no, products I think also are such a big piece and touching on a little bit of styling um i know that we all kind of have different ways um as stylists that we you know style the guest hair but mm -hmm. i think that you guys have a really cool way of infusing and showing your guests what is trending and what's cool maybe before they even know what's cool mm -hmm. i mean living in wisconsin yes there's a lot of cool things in milwaukee but we might not have the trends at our fingertips as quick as people in New York or LA or Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I think that you guys are really sometimes people's first source of knowing where the trends are. And so for styling, is there any like really cool ways that you guys really like signature style for your guests? Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of girls that are the beachy wave kind mm -hmm. of stylist. I personally am a blowout stylist. I love a good round brush blowout. I think it's something you legitimately can't do on your own most often. Um, you just don't have the wingspan for it, especially if you have long hair. So I think that's just like a treat that you get. And I think it shows off layers, it shows off the color. Um, there's a little bit of movement to it. It's not so six straight, but I love a blowout. There's nothing that makes your hair feel like more clean too. Like when you get a good blowout and you just get to like leave feeling like scalp to ends, your hair is just so effortless and clean. And you just know that you don't have to touch it for a couple days. That's that's a good feeling. Um, I definitely, kind of by accident, kind of on purpose, became a beach wave girl just because I think 
Um, initially, when I started my career, people were just really responding to it. Um, it wasn't something that was traditionally offered in a salon service. And I just was like, I don't care, I'm going to start doing it anyway. Um, and using it to my advantage and kind of using it for my portfolio. Um, and I always loved, you know, especially with the colors that I do, that kind of beachier, highlighted look. You really want the hair to clump together in a specific way. You know, that sounds weird, but um, it kind of really helps show off the color. Um, I'm not. I'm not a lover of like crazy, you know, like Taylor Swift beach waves that, you know, no offense to her. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not spiralizing people's hair like mm -hmm. noodles, but um, I definitely love like an effortless wave, um, especially for someone. It's a fun challenge when someone comes in and they're like, my hair doesn't do anything. It just lays so limp, which is just a complaint of so many people. And I just love to make them really feel like, no, like you can do this. Like this is, we can, we can figure this out for most people. No, that's fun. I know. I um, have actually been working at the East Side for a little bit with these girls, and I know I'll tell them, I'm like, Sally, my hair doesn't hold a curl. What do I do? What kind of products? And so it's just so easy to forget, and you're just like, you guys are the experts. Just, it feels better. And then, yeah, when you get a fresh blow and you leave the salon, you're just like, I'm popping my sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it just feels great. Like, it's just a real difference. So is there anything you guys want to add before we wrap up? Um, I think it'd be really fun. Um, Alice kind of had a note on uh, shampoos and uh, like what toners are, so I think it'd be fun to talk about that, especially yes. because we get a lot of questions about it. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of clients that come in and they ask me, you know, they say they sit down and I ask them what they use on their hair, and I'm not asking from a judgmental standpoint. I just really need to know. It's like your doctor asking you if you smoke and drink. You know, just answer them honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Know. We don't. We don't care. Um, but I get a lot of people that use purple shampoo and I kind of, um, always have to explain a little bit, um, the purple shampoos work in that they do have a color molecule in them. So they are kind of, they're either violet based or blue based or blue violet based. Um, but they also, in order for that color to penetrate into the hair, they have salt in them, which is the same thing, you know, we use when we go and go into salt water and we love the way it gives our hair texture and all of that. It also is just crazy dehydrating. Um, so I always like to remind people to be careful with the purple shampoos. It's really easy to go overboard um, and really just kind of damage the hair without even meaning to. Um, and kind of adding too much of that purple is never a good thing. Um, so I always guide people to maybe limit that and use a different shampoo, swap it out. Um, and then the question on, did you have anything to add on that? Well, also when it comes to that lift-in color, which everyone likes, so we put that highlight right to your root in every intention of also hiding that root, you know? So that takes a good amount of time. It's also not a cheap thing to do, so that will eat away that shadow root that you paid for, that lived-in color that you paid for, that toner. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, if you overuse it, you take away everything that we just did for you that should have longevity, and now it doesn't. That makes sense. Because I think people, I, I do feel like it's always like, just just friends you talk to out here, like, I'm like, oh my hair's feeling brassy, they're like, throw purple shampoo on. And I'm always like, oh, like when you get a toner, it literally looks like my, almost like my highlights have been refreshed. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it just is yeah. such a difference in just slapping on a standard purple when maybe I need more blue. Blue, where yeah. the toners are so conditioning and soft yeah. too, yeah. that 
Yeah, was there something you were going to add to? Well, I was going to say, like, I love a purple shampoo for someone who's that bleach and tone that we totally. mentioned, that high-maintenance blonde, as we call it, um, because those are the people that, you know, they need it between services, their hair's, um, you know, kind of a little bit more bleach-compromised in general. Um, so that's a great candidate for that. They're not really meant for people who are, say, like a brunette with some caramel in them. They're really not going to do that. They're not heavy lifters in terms of toners. You should just get a, get a glossing service instead and kind of really invest in something that's going to work for you that you don't have to overuse and that you don't know how much to use, if that makes sense. Which is also something that Sal taught me when I was training to always get into the client's head that, you know, if you want to do a balayage every six months or, you know, whatever, or highlights like that, you still need to get a toner. Mm -hmm. You know, the toner has a shelf life essentially on your head. It's not a permanent hair color. So to schedule that right away, like right in between dead middle of your next appointment, you, like you said, you will feel like you've got highlights again when all you're doing is refreshing your color. So that's a super important um, part of keeping up the maintenance of your hair. Yeah, the toners, It's I get that question a lot too. Um, toners, glossing, we all call it different things. It's all a label applied to semi-permanent hair color. Um, and it's, you know, anytime you see your stylist putting on color at the shampoo bowl, they're doing you a favor. They're uh, oh, yeah. refining your color. A lot of times it's like the muscle of the hair color is being done right there. Um, a lot of these like beachy highlighted looks, um, I even, that was like one of my most fun moments of like teaching Alex how to do these looks is because they look stripey and nuts at the shampoo bowl until you put that toner on and it looks gorgeous and effortless and seamless all of a sudden and it's kind of a fun experience but um, they are very necessary. Um, and if you are ever confused about, you know, the toner glossing, just don't worry about it. We've got it. Yeah. <laughs> just trust us. <laughs> um, totally. And so, yeah, I got it. I just, when I recently got my hair done, it was that like, we want chunky highlights. And I got to the chair and she was like brushing it out. And I was like, um, I feel like I regret the chunky choice. And she's like, no, no, trust me. And she had her, and she put it and I was like, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. World of difference. World, world of difference. So I'm telling you, girls, this is not a stylist <laughs> saying to do it. This is from an actual human who's saying, "Trust us." And if you have a hair appointment every 12 weeks, please, at six weeks, book a haircut with a gloss or just a gloss or something. You will not regret it, and you'll get so much more out of your hair color. So thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And then um, do you have any ways you want to let the listeners know how to connect with you on social? Yeah. So my Instagram is Al does hair. So it's Al underscore does underscore hair. Perfect. Sally? And mine is um, Sallybot, S-A-L-L-Y-B-O-T-T. Um, and you can always call guest services to book with us. Um, and like we said, we do recommend booking a consultation hair color. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see you guys in to go blonde with um, us girls at the east side. So thanks for listening.